rico pandemonium. Use my fangs to murder you. Soy la diosa, los demonios no me controlan. Soy culebra. What is up, everyone? This is 7 Octobers. Welcome to Nightmare on Sedgwick Avenue podcast. Uh, today is season five, episode, I think four now. Yeah, four. Um, the season's been flying by. Today, I have a really dope guest. Um, she's really knowledgeable in a lot of different things. Uh, I really wanted to have her on because I, I really love her music and uh, what she's doing as far as like for independent artists. Um, so without further ado, let me bring on uh, dope MC, and she does amongst other creative things that we'll get into. It's her name is Indica Wave from NY. Hey, how's it going? What's up, guys? <laughs> How are you? Um, it's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to meet with me. Um, I kind of came across your page. I'm trying to think like where I found it. I don't know if it might have been like on a Spotify. Your song came up, and then I was like, "Oh, she's dope." And then I like followed you on IG or vice versa. Um, but I really like like your style. Like it's like I don't even know what it is because it's not. It's like rap. But it's also melodic, which I like. I love that type of like vibe to your music. Um, and what would for you? What would you say? Like, where would you classify yourself? Like, what genre? I think a lot of people um, will always ask me what is my genre, and I never have a straight answer because well, my music goes based off everything I've been influenced, plus the yeah. emotion that I'm feeling when I'm making this this music. Because my music is an embodiment of my surroundings, everything I've been around. So I'm mexican-american from new york so i have yeah. like a lot of mixer of culture in my music i speak spanish sometimes in my music yeah. i like to sing i do like to rap i've been rapping since i was young so i like to incorporate a little bit of everything in my music so i would say that my music is limitless it's that's the genre <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's cool yeah i agree because i was like i don't even like and it's cool because i don't like putting like artists in a box because it's cool because you're like i say you can blend in with like the hip-hop because obviously I can hear that influence, but then you also get like soul and like kind of R&B. Um, and then obviously, like you say, you have like your Mexican roots too, which is cool. Um, and uh, your name, Indica Wave, where did that come from? And like, what does it mean like to you? So um, when I came up with the name, my brother was helping me with it. I told him that what I want to do with music is sort of relax people, trying to put them in a tranquil state, get them thinking about what I'm saying. Because music nowadays, I feel like it's just so much on the production. No one's really listening to the words. I like to put a mm -hmm. lot of emphasis on what I speak and kind of help people through their emotions, like the, the waves of emotions that we feel. Yeah. So indica relaxes you. The waves will wash over you, but never let it take you. Just let it you know flow through the motions of life that's what yeah. it is it's so much deeper people will be like oh it's a wave oh yeah you like to smoke and i'm like no it's much deeper than all that <laughs> that's pretty dope yeah um and i knew that's why i've had to ask you because i'm like it's a pretty cool name like I, I love like the way it sounds and, and like the way like the two words go with each other um and how long you said obviously you've been like rapping since you were little like how, when did you start like uh you know doing music and then when did you start taking it seriously and what made you want to take it seriously all those different ages i started rapping when i was around eight ten years old i really started like rapping like writing because of tupac tupac inspired me through he used to write poetry and turned it into rap so i did the yeah. same i would write poetry and then would stand in front of the mirror like this is how i'm going to do it like delivery mm -hmm. and i started freestyle battling um in middle school with uh, kids in my class and from there, I took it serious around 2017, where I started just recording music and making songs and releasing them on the internet. Okay. Yeah. 
And what what made you want to like take it seriously? Like, was there something like you yourself, or what somebody told you? Like, oh, you're really dope. Like, you should do this. Or what what, what was the like that moment? I actually have always wanted to do music. Um, since I was 16, I wanted to start making music, start recording. Mm -hmm. I was in a, a very toxic relationship when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And I used to tell them, like, I want to make music. I want to do this. And they would say, for what? That's never going to go anywhere. That's not going to do anything. Uh -huh. So I didn't. I, I let that hold me back, the mm -hmm. you know, the opinion of someone that I thought cared for me. Yeah. And then it happened again later on in life. And then until one, one day I, I'm, I was, I'm not with anybody. And I'm like, you know what? Everyone's been holding me back. And the one person that's not going to hold me back is myself. Because if yeah. I don't give it a try, what could happen? So it's so crazy that life played out this way because I feel like if I would have started at 16 I wouldn't be where I am today or have experienced the things that I've experienced yeah so it's like it's great to feel that I've conquered that that feeling of no one's gonna tell me I can't <laughs> yeah no that's really dope and inspiring and it's good that you you know you went with your gut because yeah like I feel I'm like kind of like in the same path as far as like where I ended up because I had kind of quit on my dreams too because I always wanted to make music and just do anything in like the entertainment but for some reason or the other, like I went the other way and then somehow I ended up back here. So it's like it's like things happen for a reason, I think. Like And like you said, like all the stuff that you had to go through, it kind of made you who you are today. And it it obviously probably helps you like navigate, you know, the music industry because that's like a whole nother and a whole nother monster. <laughs> right. <Yes. laughs> Especially being being a woman, because I've been through shit where it's like people don't take you seriously sometimes or you got to work twice as hard to get the respect, you know? Yeah, you gotta demand respect as a woman. I feel like you, the way you carry yourself, is is a big thing. You have to carry yourself with so much confidence, so much grace, and business like business sense to not let anybody mess with you. Don't let anybody. These men are crazy, so you definitely <laughs> need to think ten steps ahead always. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then I really like your also your music videos um, that you have on YouTube. I'll, I'll put some here in the background, but. Um, like peace, uh, peace, not in pieces, right? Is one of uh, your songs. Um, do you come up with the concepts, and then yeah. I, I think this one you directed it, if I'm not mistaken. Like, do you direct most of them, or how does that work? Yeah, I directed uh, peace on pieces. I did the screenplay, like I did all every scene as um as stick figures. Okay. So I think I've uploaded some of this on my Instagram before. I'm gonna put it again because. I have all these little screenplays that I've done for all these videos. So you'll see stick figures of me sitting on the bed, stick figures of me standing by the water in the video. There's, like, I really go in with every single scene through every lyric has to depict something meaningful. Um, yeah, this one was a really dope one to make uh, in mm -hmm. this video. Like, you can see the part where I'm, like, kind of losing it. I get evicted from a home. I get, like, I'm going through things that people would normally go through. There's a scene yeah. here that... Like right here, I'm looking at the water, kind of just like contemplating life. Um, here, this bus symbolizes so much. This is a broken down bus that won't drive anymore that I, we found. Like, I was That's really hoping dope. this. Yeah, I scouted yeah. this location through the internet. Here's me looking through my pockets. I don't have any money to buy myself anything to eat. Here I go going up the stairs to find what a terrible news. <laughs> I'm about to get evicted. Yeah. And you know, life, life will really come at you fast. So it's like I want to take that and kind of put that in the video. Life is coming at you fast. When will I be great? All this bad shit's happening. When is it gonna be my turn to like be happy? Here yeah. I am, you know, going through a depression, sad, because it's real life stuff. You know, I really want to help people through music. Mm -hmm. So what I put in my video is very meaningful to me. 
because they're my real life experiences or experiences of people that I know. So I kind of involve all that. Yeah. To kind of piece together, um, you know, the feeling of at the end of the day, we're all going through motions of life. Here, look, I'm over here spiraling. I'm drinking. I don't even drink. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like. But, like yeah, you're telling like the story of like somebody that's going through it you know yeah. yeah yeah like all the things that all of us could possibly go through look i'm with somebody that i think loves me but here they are beating me up this is real life stuff that i went through i went through this i went through um being beaten in my first relationship ever so i like to show oh. stuff because it's like as women we go through those things and they mess up our perception of self mess up our perception of love here yeah. i am constantly taking my life because i i'm just going through so much but here i am something pulled me back and i didn't do it yeah and, and these are real tears i really cried in this video oh, wow. i really to it so there i am crying on the roof even the phone calls that i was getting it shows mm -hmm. a lover of friends like me calling them but no one was picking up the phone for me a lover oh. a friend a family member like nobody was there yeah. and here i am with myself self-reflecting looking at my future self telling me like you gotta be strong you cannot let this beat you you're about to do better you know come on let's weigh the scale of like if we keep going just a little bit longer something good can happen yeah and i'm like haunted by my past and my present something i say a lyric like that in there yeah and here we are i stop you know what i'm not gonna drink no more i pour it down the drain i don't need this i yeah. i can i can be better so i'm not gonna let it control me gonna get evicted uh we'll figure out where we're gonna go there's my yeah. screen my script right there too on the bed yeah so in, in the video itself i show the script that i created and everything cool. here i am on the bus looking at my sunny day that awaits me because if i hold on it's possible yeah towards the end of the video i include like messages for domestic violence um just to help out anybody that's going through it uh, i put the suicide hotline for anybody that may be you know contemplating things of that nature that they're never alone you know yeah no it's really dope. i like that you like you know think about like the concept and actually like you know bring it to life that's really dope um do you ever think about like going into like filmmaking because I, I mean if you're writing screenplays or videos you know like <laughs> oh yeah i would love to to help create uh cinematic moments you know i've always wanted to be an actress as well so just, this is why i put myself in my videos crying and things like that because i get to show that that i, yeah. I can do that i can show emotions I'm a very emotional being. I'm a very, but I understand my emotions to their depth. So I try to feel them out. And I, that's why I love making music. Cause I know that a lot of people have a hard time expressing themselves. And mm -hmm. if I could be that vessel for those feelings that they embody as well and give them a sense of like, wow, I'm not the only one. And that's, that's exactly why I have this ability to, to use my words, which is, I can't take it for granted. So I, yeah. I put it in my videos and then <laughs> helping people it's, it's it's cool so yeah i would love to make movies <laughs> yeah yeah i'll keep you in mind because i'm like trying to like work on that's my next step is filmmaking um and so if anything you know i'll like cast you or something <laughs> uh yeah. um and then obviously you're like from new york like you're born and raised over there or yes okay. i'm from queen i'm from corona queens new york nice how how has that been like i'm over here on the west coast but like how how has your upbringing like uh impacted your music um very very much because i love artists like nas nas is from queens new york as well yeah i love 50 cent from queens um yeah, <laughs> yeah i love i love hip-hop in general because hip-hop is such a big part of who i am yeah and 
I used to live in LA as well, so I got a feel of like this coast and that coast and being able to mesh so much stuff into my music as well. I lived out there for almost like a year and a half. Okay. Uh, I was, yeah, I moved out there for a bit and it's just a different vibe than over here. Yeah. Here, yeah. <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah, I think um, New York has really, really shaped me in the way that when it comes to freestyle or the lo-fi type of hip hop, mm -hmm. the, the like spoken word type stuff. Um, I think that really had a lot to do with what I do with my style of music. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, lo I always loved like uh, I gravitated towards like East Coast rap, like you said, like all those 90s, Nas, you know, Big L, all that stuff. Um, I'm over here in San Diego. So like, honestly, like I do have favorite artists here from the West Coast, but I honestly I love more of the East Coast rappers. I'm probably going to get hated on for that. But <laughs> I feel like it's where, you know, it's the Mecca. So it's kind of cool that you're you're on that side, you know, like where like hip hop was born and uh, it's just really dope. Um and for you, like, obviously, you're an independent artist um, and you talk about a lot about that. I've seen lately, like your stories, that were, that's where we kind of connected. Um, you know, you try to like share some gems with people um, on how to like market all that stuff. Um, for you, what's what's your favorite part of being a like independent artist? I got to experience um, not being an independent artist. I was signed for a bit, so I can okay. see the clear difference as what freedoms I have as an independent artist. Mm -hmm. um, I got signed around the time where I was just first starting to make music and doing my thing. So I never got to taste what it was to be independent like that. You okay. know, I did maybe one project and I got signed on one project. Okay. And from there, um, there was a lot of restriction on my creative freedom, on my style, on what I wanted to do, on how I wanted my videos to be, on how. And I yeah. was just like, this is crazy. Because, because, I with now what I'm doing these videos that I'm doing independently and with my own direction and stuff like I that's the art that I always wanted to come out yeah. so I feel like being independent you have the freedom to brand yourself like who do you want to be a lot of work in, with music is like it's not just about making music you have to know who you are as an artist as a person as a being that's how exactly. you create that or like support system you can't just be like oh I'm gonna throw a song out there you know <laughs> just gonna love it you have to connect with people like people are what makes your music go around people are what what helps you as an artist especially when you're independent like you need to have like a great support system um yeah independent artists just have more freedom to it's a lot more work I, for mm -hmm. sure but at the same time you rather own your work you rather own your art than to sell it to somebody else for you know, it's like selling, you can't put a price on your art, especially when you know the suffering and the, you know, yeah. what you went through to create that art. Because art is like, I had to go through years of experience of hurt to write this song. And you're going to sell it for like, you know, <laughs> pennies. But yeah, pay me 0.0009 cents on this song. I know. Like, yeah. you have to know your art is so valuable. So any independent artist, just know that it may sound so cool to be signed to labels. It may sound so cool to just, you know, oh, they're going to do the work for me. No, like, it's not cool. It's true. <laughs> it's better yeah. when you can own your stuff and say, yeah, like, I did it. I got it out the mud and no one, like, had to, you know, it's just create a good support system of people that believe in you. And I swear independent artistry can take you very far. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, great advice. Um, and what about, like, obviously, like you said, it's a lot of work when you're independent. Uh, what what do you think is like the the hardest part or the most difficult part about being an independent artist for you? You kind of have to do everything. You have to wear all the hats. Yeah. You have to be the artist. You have to be the cover art designer. 
You have to be the director of the videos. You have to be your your street team, marketing team. Mm-hmm. You have to do the shows. You have to do it all. You have to wear those hats. But if you really want it, like, trust me, you can juggle the hats. Because I'm, I'm a single mom. So I started making music when my daughter was very little. Mm-hmm. I went into this not knowing a single soul in the industry. I went into this, threw myself into events, and I would research, like, who's going to be at these events? Who are the important people that I should talk to at these events? Yeah. And then I'd go already researched. You know, some people go there, and they're there to party and mingle. And I yeah. was there, like that's the face of that person oh there he is yeah. <laughs> hey my name's indica wave shake hands and yeah it's about just knowing who to speak to knowing how to present yourself and you know just being a genuine person you know i i've been in this for a while and i've been able to tell like who's selling a dream and who's actually like real that's true yeah no you brought up good points like like you said like do your research because i think a lot of people like you said just go in there with like no plan but you kind of have to be strategic um it's kind of like the same thing like I did. Like you kind of reminded me of me um, when I started because it first started as a, as a blog instead of a podcast. And I sp- first immersed myself into the San Diego hip hop scene. And like you said, I went to like research on IG, like who's who, where are these events taking place? And then like, I, like you said, I would go up to these people and be like, this is, you know, I'm seven Octobers. I do this. And like you said, and then from there you meet people. And um, I was lucky enough to like, like you said, get a, a good support system because um, you do need that especially in this industry because a lot of people try to take advantage if, if you're not like knowledgeable um yeah you know these stories like you'll hear how j cole was waiting outside waiting for jay-z you'll hear stories like this person was waiting outside in the rain and the cold <laughs> for this dj to come out and all that stuff is it was so much crazier back in the day that yeah. now you guys everyone has social media so you can look at what events going on who's who's attending the event how can i make a network like relationships in the industry are so important whether it's in the film industry whether it's in photography um you know artistry music all that is so important because the network of people in this world is so small like when you really think about it everyone knows everyone so always do your research and you know know who it is that you need to speak with to get without get one step closer to to where it is that you want to be you want to be a you know um a director start going to these events for cinematography you want to be an artist go to these events where you'll see like music djs um executives going and you'll kind of just it'll all flow from there just being organic and being um genuine it'll take you far no, yeah, I, I agree. Um, and for you, like, how do you um, like stay creative? Like, like what uh, what inspires you? And like, how do you level up on your craft? Because obviously, like, when you love something, you're always trying to get better at it. Like, what what works for you? Um, I have recently realized that I need to transition towards how I create my art because for a long time, I think my art was was stemming a lot from from pain. Mm-hmm. As in my songs, like I, when I look back at them, I'm like, wow, I was really like hurting Yeah. when I was writing and I was very vulnerable writing it because I knew it was going to serve a higher purpose. Mm-hmm. So when I, it's like a reflection for myself sometimes when I'm like, wow, I really felt all that. That's crazy. There's yeah. been times that I've performed and I'm like crying during a performance. Like the first time I've ever performed like Peace, Sun and Pieces, I cried mm-hmm. on stage and I kept going while I was doing the song, I kept rapping through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah it's it's been a journey of just my emotions have always been what have drove me and inspired me whenever I feel something like I have to write about this it's like sometimes it feels like like the universe sends me downloads you know that's what it feels like a lot of times I feel a lot and I'm just like you know what I have to write about this 
And I know it's not just for me, it's for somebody else too. And that's why I do my music, I put it out. So that inspires me. I think people, my the support system of people that I have, I get a mm -hmm. lot of messages from people that say that um, my songs like Frustration, Peace Nine and Pieces have helped them through some of the tough times in their lives. So that's that stuff cool. really inspires me that no matter when I go through a difficult time, I know that it's for a higher purpose that I'm suffering. I'm going through something hot, you know, deep because it's meant to help somebody else. So I know that I have to do my best in wording those emotions so that they can help somebody else translate theirs. Yeah, that's really dope. Yeah, I, I can like like I said, like that's why I love the your music because I feel like it is like you have a lot of emotion into it. Um and you can tell that you love what you do. Um so it, it shows. Um and then as far as um yourself like are you like living off like your in independent artistry or are you like have a nine to five? Because I like we have people that listen in that might be artists. So what uh, how do you, you know, make your ends meet and stuff like that? If you don't mind me asking. Yeah, I do a lot of things. Um, so I have a daughter. She's about to be nine years old now. Okay. She's, yeah. So I I thought of her um, and how I wanted to be with her still and do music. And I'm like, how can I do all that? Mm -hmm. So I've been doing music, writing for other artists, um, you know, taking song gigs. I do performances. I get paid off my artistry. I have my LLC off my, like, Indigo Wave LLC. So I'm getting, even on social media, I've learned how to monetize things on social media to make money on, like, just posting reels and, Insta and TikToks and things like that. Yeah. And besides that, I my father has a company where I help him run his business and do invoicing and stuff like that. Aside from that... Mm -hmm. I have an online shop where I sell like clothing. On, so on top of that, I have another like <laughs> page where I hand dye clothing and I'm doing oh, wow. that because I'm doing all these things that I love to do. Like I love fashion because yeah. if you see my photos on Instagram, I love like clothes. So I love to like make things. That's cool. So I make necklaces. I make, um, yeah, I make shirts. Uh, on top of that, like I do thrifting and thrifting flips. So I do whatever possible to make my money, still be at home with my daughter, still be able to make my music. It's a lot, yeah. but it's like, it, it's worth the the reward of me being able to bask in like, being able to enjoy my child, being able to enjoy my music and still making those ends meet. Yeah, no, that's pretty inspiring. Cause yeah, I think nowadays you do need like multiple sources of income, you know, to like make a yeah. good, decent living. And especially like you have your daughter, I'm pretty sure you're like, care about generational wealth you know passing that on to her yeah. you know um and as far as like uh obviously being independent like we mentioned means you have to like promote yourself market yourself i think there's like a good video that um i think it's uh tighter the creator where he talks about like if you really love your song you're not gonna just drop it and promote it once you're gonna like promote the shit out of it you know uh if you really love what you're doing so for you <laughs> what do you enjoy the most about like you know um promoting and marketing and then what do you dislike the most um i don't think i dislike anything i love promoting the work that i know that it took me maybe just like people will hear a song and not know that this song is two years in the making like i created yeah. this back then and then it went through this process and then i added more and you guys are hearing it for the first time so promoting it is so exciting for me yeah in the sense that fine, i've been and anticipating this moment two years ago waiting yeah. for someone <laughs> to hear these lyrics until in my mind, it was perfect enough to put it out, you know? Yeah. Um, and now I actually started working with a marketing company. So now I'm part of a media marketing company where I can help other creatives. So it's not mm -hmm. just artists. It's artists, photographers, videographers, clothing brands. And I'm helping 
um, Sherrod, who owns Metro Media, shout out to him. He helped me market stuff back when in 2018, when I first started making music, when I had like 2,000 followers on Instagram. Yeah. It's the same media company that, well, it's not the same media company, it's the same person okay. who was helping since back then when he, he was just like in college in that time. And he was starting, had these crazy ideas of like, oh, we can market like this, we can do that. And when Instagram was first and like it's, it's it was easier to market stages. Mm-hmm. Now he still finds the tricks to work around like these crazy yeah. algorithms and these crazy things. So that's why it's so cool to come come back full circle yeah. and be work with the same person that helped me advance in in my artistry. And now I can do that for other artists. So that's super cool to me. Yeah, marketing. that's pretty cool. <laughs> marketing is fun. Marketing yeah. is fun. Now on the other aspect of it, I'm helping um, other artists kind of like have their viral moments or like, you know, work on on their art and do what they want to do, you know, live their dreams. Yeah, no, that's cool. I used to, um, I wasn't like a fan of it, I think. Like for me, it was more, I think like, that I feel like I'm selling myself, but then like my little sister was like, no, like you said, like she's like, it's fun. Like you get to like do all these different things with it. Um, and then, like you said, we're putting so much work. Why not, you know, promote it? I'm like, oh, yeah, I didn't see it that way. I think, like, as a creative, like, I was seeing more, like, the logical side to it. And I was like, I don't like it. But then I was like, okay, I get it. Like, we need we need to do this because how else are people going to find you, you know? Yeah, it's not like selling yourself. It's more like promoting this project that you worked so hard to make. And it's worth, exactly. like, promoting because you, you know when you were making it, you did it with the intention, like, I want people to see this exactly yeah and then as soon as i changed my mindset i was like okay like i see it's not it's not like work you know it's it's like i said it's part of the process um and talking about that like what's your favorite part of like the creative process and what is the most difficult for you my favorite part of the creative process is the feeling of feeling inspired feels nice like when you feel inspired i don't know what it is like a feeling in your chest like yeah. uh, an electricity that goes through your body like when you have a great idea and you're just like you can't stop your pen you can't stop on the page like that's my favorite part of it feeling and connecting when I listen to beats and I'm just like oh this is awesome this is gonna be great like I get really excited um I've been doing this for a while now so the more you practice on your craft the faster it becomes like I've yeah. I've sat down in songs and like less than 30 minutes and oh. that's what's crazy to me that it used to take me much longer than that and now i'm in a state where it just flows and it feels great to to yeah. be able to do that yeah that's pretty dope i think uh, the most difficult part of the creative process would be as everybody i get burnt out too okay. when i over over stress myself on like the little things like that's not good enough like that's not good enough i doubt myself and i get mm-hmm. burnt out that's the worst part of the creative process and i think we all go through it because we all are our worst critics yeah that's Um, true and we we tend to doubt ourselves uh so that's the worst part of the creative process but i'm learning to just accept accept the fact that nothing's ever going to be perfect the timing's never going to be right you just got to do it and got to feel it and just roll with the punches because something great is still going to come out of what it is that you're feeling yeah no it's true and what talking about like burnout and everything I lo- yeah i love this video i love like the that old school like 90s vibe where's like that uh where craig mack like had his main, yes. main cover right yep that's exactly that's on the that's on the mood board that's why i created the mood board yeah i did my friend tiffany she co-directed the video with me she's amazing she's also from queens so okay. as a an ode to queens we use the the globe that's in yeah. park in queens so that's there dope. it is <laughs> 
yeah. I need to go to New York. Like I've never, I've only been to the Niagara Falls side and Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I need to go there. Um, yeah, really dope video. And then talking about, like you said, a burnout and all that stuff. Like, what do you do for like your mental health, like to take care of yourself? A lot of journaling, a lot of meditating, a lot of just trying to be active and be outdoors because sometimes in New York, it's cold. It's like, it's it's more, you're more susceptible to just feeling sad because you can't feel the fresh air so much because the wind hits you and your face freezes. So you can't <laughs> do all that sometimes. Um, but I think a lot of it is just meditating and self-reflection and trying to use affirmations to help myself because sometimes when I... When my own thoughts put me in a negative frame of mind, mm -hmm. there has to be the other side of my brain that's fighting against that. Like, you look, listen, you've been living in this house too long. Get out of here. Negative thoughts. And you, you got to fight it. You really have to do that. Because if you want to be your best self, you have to fight the old self that still lives within your, your mind. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then as far as like, um, obviously you have to ask, like, what's some of your like favorite MCs or like hip hop albums? Oh, um my favorite hip-hop albums one of my favorite hip-hop hip albums it's like very it's it's all it's hip-hop but it's just soulful and different mac miller's the divine feminine is one of my favorite oh, I love that. Of all yeah. time. like i listen to one of those songs every single day like there's not a day that goes by that i don't listen to that uh nas all his albums maybe the lost tapes <laughs> Okay. Um, he has a song on there called Purple that's one of my favorite songs ever um, what else 50 Cent Get Richard Die Trying yeah, that's a classic I remember <laughs> being young and um, my dad like stuck me into the movie theater to watch the movie I was really young yeah. and I was like what this is the best movie ever 8 Mile um, Eminem oh, yeah. and I had the, the album as well uh, Curtain Call um, there's just so many I had all of Tupac's albums I have all I love Tupac is what is one of my favorite favorite rappers like yeah. number probably like number one yeah I and agree. <laughs> anything J. Cole as well J. Cole has inspired me so much I have some of his mixtapes from when he was in St. John's uh, University and he was oh, putting up under is it like the Friday Night Lights and all those or like the warm-up oh, or more he, older when he was the therapist when he wasn't J. Cole when he was the therapist oh shit okay That's yeah dope. so it was like it was like before and way before those yeah, way before the Friday Night Lights. Okay. So yeah, some of those projects like stayed embedded in my mind. Nicki Minaj's um, the the pink the pink album, which one oh, was yeah. it? The... Yeah, where she's like sitting and looks like a doll. Yeah, I yeah. skipped that day to go buy that album <laughs> when it dropped. My mom's watching this. I'm so sorry, but I skipped school to buy that album, and it was it was great. I remember putting it in my CD player and just like, this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just saw, like, they released some sort of, like, top 10 or something, and she was up there, and I'm like, yeah, that's dope, that, like, to see a female up there, because she did change the game, yeah. Um, And talking about, like, lists and all that stuff, Um, oh, um, you just posted, I think, like, the, the Swipe 100 or something like that, Uh, what what is that, and then you, like, congrats, you're, like, on, you were on the top five, like, you went from 35 to five, Um, what is that yeah. for those that who might not know? music swipe is a platform where you can upload clips of your music so like your songs that you have out and people the the listeners they vote on like it's like uh, tinder okay swipe right on the artist that you think their song is good you swipe left on the ones that you're like eh, you know <laughs> so as it counts on like the swipes that you get so somehow people heard my clip of friends over everything psych the song's been out for a long time so it's just mm -hmm. crazy because 
people swiped on it. Um, and I, I joined the app a while back, never thought much of it. I seen it promoted yeah. on Instagram and I was like, oh, like, this is cool. This is like a cool concept. There's, it's not like industry driven like that yet. I feel because oh, okay. when an artist really have a chance to just be seen on that uh, platform. Okay. So shout out to music for all that. Um, I think the CEO is, is a woman who's oh. like, seems super dope. Yeah. Uh, I think her name is Jackie. So it's a super cool app for any independent artists out there that want to, you know, get another platform to put their music on, like mm-hmm. clips of their music, music swipe, music with a Z instead of the S. Okay. Uh, definitely put clips of your music on there. You never know what could happen. You could be on the top 100, like 100. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah, I didn't even know that. I was like, I'm gonna tell my friends about that because I'm like, that's really dope. Um, yeah. um, and then as far as... Um, What's like one thing that you're grateful for that like hip hop has allowed you to do? One thing I'm grateful for is hip hop has allowed me to express myself in in a very cool way. I was always told uh, in my house not to curse and not to like don't do this, don't do that. But in hip hop, like I could curse and I could express <laughs> myself in a gritty way, and like it's just very different. Um, especially with through style as well. I've always dressed like a tomboy um i love like the hip-hop fashion i love mm-hmm. uh, the culture of everything that is hip-hop um yeah it's, it's allowed me to really to really become who i am as mm-hmm. well it shaped a big part of me so i'm very grateful for hip-hop for all of that yeah that's dope yeah i love like i always oh, love the fashion i love like i'm a sneakerhead, so i love sneakers like that's my favorite part <laughs> um and then obviously like i said this is a hip-hop and horror podcast so i gotta ask like do you watch horror movies are you a horror fan or not really i don't watch scary movies (laughs) i used to watch scary movies and i ended up just like always having nightmares and stuff so i just i stayed away from it um but i there was a time in life where i really liked to scare myself and watch scary movies yeah Um, and the ones that were always like super scary to me was or anything where like someone's getting possessed was so so scary to me because it's oh, yeah. like you like know real. i come from, from the mexican culture where it's like we really do believe that this stuff is real like there is darkness and all, all this out there so i bring it hard like okay <laughs> yeah the exorcist um oh, chucky yeah. all, all the chucky movies i think were super dope um mm-hmm. at the end it started getting a little crazy but <laughs> i really love chucky one chucky two chucky three yeah um, i agree it the original one always scared me so much because if it scared me then it was a good movie oh yeah <laughs> if it didn't scare me then it was it was kind of corny <laughs> <It didn't scare laughs> um yeah i think all the the psycho thrillers as well were kind of crazy too like saw mm-hmm. saw one two like they were just super crazy um final destination i count as like yeah uh yeah because it, it gives you anxiety of real life things like oh my god i can't walk under this underpass or i can't walk over here this shit's gonna fall on me and i'm gonna die <laughs> it gives you that anxiety especially seeing it as a kid you're just scared of everything at that point like i could That's die true. anywhere <laughs> i know I, I always remember the scene where it's like those logs in like the freeway like every time i see one of those trucks i'm like yeah i'm not going behind that shit <laughs> i'm not gonna speed up um <laughs> Uh, and then talking about like you know like uh, the beliefs especially like in the like latino culture like for you do you believe in the supernatural or have you ever had any like supernatural experiences i've, I've had supernatural experiences which is why i say like i <laughs> I, I shout out to everyone who can sit through scary movies now but ever since i've been frightened <laughs> i i don't um i don't watch them as much as i used to you know yeah what what's like one story that you can share 
that um, you remember? Yeah, well, when I was, I had my 15th birthday party in Mexico in this hotel where I think it was built over where I guess there was a war and a lot mm -hmm. of like things happened there. I think kids passed away and a whole bunch of stuff. The hotel was nice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it was over this other land. Yeah. Um, so I remember that night, it was going to be my 15th birthday party. I went upstairs into my room with my dad. He went to the bathroom and I stayed there changing my shoes because I, I was uncomfortable. So I was changing my shoes mm -hmm. and then there was a knock on the door. That's all you hear is. Mm -hmm. I'm like, my dad's in the bathroom. I'm like, oh, who is it? So I go and I get up and I open the door and nobody is standing at, at the door. But when I look ahead, there was like another hall. Or there's another strip like of a balcony where people can walk mm -hmm. and i look ahead and there was like a little boy with a blanket over his head like this mm -hmm. and he looks at me turns and then runs into the wall oh, like he just disappeared into the wall and i was so it was like my party hadn't even started so i'm already oh, like i don't want to be here <laughs> so I was so scared I thought about it the whole night like I'm here trying to celebrate trying to mm -hmm. you know have fun but I'm just like what did I see oh, earlier shit. no wonder you don't watch horror movies out either. <laughs> like what like what did, what was that an apparition yeah. or maybe it was a little boy trying to play a trick on me maybe yeah you know so at the end of the night it didn't stop there at the end mm -hmm. of the night I the party ends and mm -hmm. I go upstairs and my parents were in my grandfather's room I think he wasn't feeling well that night and um, they were just, you know, trying to help him out. And I sat in the hallway of the hotel. Mm -hmm. This room is right here on this door right here. And there's a hall that goes straight, like a long hall. And there's mm -hmm. a mirror at the end of the hall. So I'm sitting on the floor mm -hmm. outside my grandfather's room. My parents were inside. And the lights above of the hall are the types of lights that turn on only when you walk. Like, oh, when okay. starts like motion centers or type yeah, of Yeah, the lights start to turn on. Mm -hmm. So as I'm sitting on the floor, I start to hear like like footsteps, like someone's walking, like and all the lights start turning on, like oh, no. one after another, after another, after another. And then in the mirror at the end of the hallway, I see the little boy that I saw earlier inside the mirror, oh, like in, on the reflection of the mirror. Mm -hmm. And I looked and then I looked again and he was and he was gone again. And at this point, I'm just like freaked out, and I'm just like, if I tell anyone, they're gonna think I'm crazy. Mm -hmm. They're gonna think I, I just don't want to say anything at this point. And I told them like, I think I saw something, mm -hmm. and I was scared. And then someone had to like sleep um, with me that night. I remember like my brother was there, my dad was there, and I was just there scared. Yeah. And then while everyone was sleeping, the doorknob started like rattling. Oh hell no. <laughs> And I remember just like, what's going on? Maybe I, I felt like maybe this little boy is trying to tell me something mm -hmm. because I'm also young because I'm still young. So they say like, you know, like kids little kids or, 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 you know, people see things more <laughs> than others. Yeah. I've always had heightened sense too to things like energy and stuff like that as well. So I feel like I'm just susceptible to things like that. And more yeah. if I like, if I watch scary stuff, I feel like. I'm opening a door as well. <laughs> acceptable to those things, so I try to stay away from that. I'd be praying like, like yeah. please, <laughs> no more ghosts. But yeah, it was it was a crazy, a crazy thing to witness. Yeah. So yeah, I have a lot of respect for 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 the other for the other side. <laughs> yeah, where what uh what part of Mexico was that? Do you remember? Or? 
I'm not sure what part of Mexico it was. I feel like it was, I was in Puebla, um, mm -hmm. but I'm not sure where the hotel that I stayed at or where, where the party was. Okay. I just remember it was near a really beautiful church. That's where I had, it was right across the street from the church where all this stuff happened. Um, oh, wow. I think that was the last time I ever like went to Mexico too. I think that was the last time, I did, <laughs> to be honest, because I was a little scared. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of stuff over there too. I think it has like, um, I don't know if it's because it's still close to like the wilderness. Some some of the like the towns, I feel like yeah. it is more uh, like yeah, like my little sister too is like more susceptible to that stuff. And my mom, like I've never. I think the only thing I've encountered that was close to supernatural. Um, it was like in sixth grade camp, like over here on the West Coast, we go to like this camp uh, called Camp Palomar. It was like in the middle of the woods and stuff like that. And I, I thought I, I saw a shadow of like a duende or like a dwarf. Oh, so I kind yeah. of believe in those little things. And then when when I went to Mexico, maybe like five, six years ago, there was like a museum of duendes, which was kind of cool. And they and a lot of people like gave like encounters of like that they've had with them. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like I, I, I knew I saw one, but I didn't actually see the thing. I just saw the little shadow of it running around it's so scary what they say about them like sometimes they take children or like they'll trick you yeah. or sometimes there's bad ones i'm like what yeah <laughs> yeah that's what they were saying i hope i never encounter one yeah there was one where it was like the guy actually that drove us because we kind of like uh, rented like a car and like the guy that was like kind of like our chauffeur guy he said that he was sleeping one day and he felt something like crawling on top of him and he woke up and it was like one of the little duendes and like he grabbed it and he, the little thing was like oh let me go and i'll give you some money blah blah, blah. and i was like no i don't I just want, i don't want to see you ever again and then it disappeared and never came back yeah, so. you're supposed to tell them, like you're not welcome here like if you welcome them into your home then they'll start like messing with you supposedly yeah and i think it's like prone in mexico because again it's like the wood wooded area so a lot of like those towns like supposedly like they they like play around with like the horse's tails and braid the tail or something like that i was like oh god but yeah they say that there's evil ones and then there's good ones like you said um but yeah, I was like, ah, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> you ever see one in your home, you got to evict them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. One of uh, my coworkers said that there was like an evil one that like all of a sudden, like all these bad things were happening to this family that she knew. Like they were always fighting and all this stuff. And then they saw this like little green thing. It was like really ugly looking. And I guess like they uh, ended up uh, blessing the house and it left and then everything like turned around because I think it was just feeding off that negative energy, supposedly, yeah. you know, but I was like, oh, shit, that's crazy if it's true. Like. He's like, sorry for stirring up trouble. Here's something for your worries. Left to check in. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, my God. Um, uh, yeah, man, I want to thank you again for, like, for, you know, spending some time here and, like, um, sharing some of your knowledge. Is there anything else? Like, oh, actually, I was going to ask you. Um, we were talking before we got on here that you're working on new music. Are you working on, like, do you prefer singles or are you working on an album or what can you share? Uh, I'm working on singles. I feel like I really... This year, I want to have fun. I have a lot of music that I've stored away in my vault for, for quite some time um, that I haven't, I wasn't ready to release yet. And I've always like, oh, it's not the perfect time, but I feel like there's no other time like right now to yeah. do it all, um, especially because what I want to drop is very different. Uh, we were talking about genres earlier, and I said my genre right now is limitless. I'm mm -hmm. doing soft rock music. I'm doing... Um, latin music i'm doing still into the hip-hop but i'm gonna do it differently okay uh, because i really i really feel comfortable now with knowing who i am as an artist knowing my style and that i like to be fluid you know like water i just want to make music that that has emotion that means something so i'm excited uh to be dropping a song most likely in march uh, i'm dropping something really dope 
So mm-hmm. that it's it's gonna be like a soft rock song. So I'm excited cool. for that. It's something different. That's dope. I'm excited to hear that. Um, and then before we get out of here, I usually like to end it with this question. Um, what kind of legacy would you like to leave behind, either personally or creatively? I think what I'd like to leave behind, um, I always am very careful with, with with how I express myself, what I say, because I know it's going to live forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a child, so what I'd like to leave behind is something for the next generations to kind of like, be better do better um there's a lot of crazy things in this world that go on and i just want people to know that we shouldn't let our emotions control us so much because that is the root of all that is um destructive self-destructive or destructive to the world and i would love to leave a legacy where we are more work together more as a collective um because we're all human beings at the end of the day yeah so i'd love for maybe I won't be alive to see it, but I hope I am to see the day that we can really unite as people. And, you know, and we, they say this in, in, in Spanish, um, nos echamos la mano entre todos and between everybody. Cause at the end of the day, we are all trying to build a legacy for ourselves, for our children, for our children's children. So why not help each other do all that? You know? Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Um, I'm the same way. Like, everything like you said everything you say and then like I say you have your you know your daughter and everything um pretty much all the energy and all the stuff that you put out there is what you you know you what you manifest so it's really important what you say um and then uh, actually a fun fact that I noticed too we actually share the same birthday I was like when I was researching on your IG uh my birthday's on June 15th too so <laughs> it's kind of funny yeah, you know what's so crazy I just went to um this home goods store like a home for goods where they sell frames and furniture and I want to go buy a frame for my daughter she just got an award at school for like being an enthusiastic learner like one of the top <laughs> students yeah so I was like I gotta go buy a frame and I went to go buy this frame for my daughter and the lady at the register was having trouble um doing something and she was making me put information on like my birthday and all this stuff yeah like June 15 she's like that's my brother's birthday Oh. And I just that recently, so that means something. You know, the the number six fifteen means a lot to me, just because that's like my birthday. That represents so much to me. Um, and angel numbers as well. Like it, yeah. it's a very like beautiful meaning as well. Mm-hmm. So I gotta say, but everybody look up six fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> so and Tupac's birthday is six sixteen. So it's like the yeah. day right after our birthday is Tupac's birthday. So I always took that as something so dope that he's the reason why I started my my rap journey, as well as my brother is a big inspiration as to why I started. So it's really cool to see those connections in the universe where someone tells me like, oh, we have the same birthday. I'm just like, (laughs) like, there's a reason for that. (laughs) Yeah, and I agree because and it's weird. Like, I don't know if it happens to you, too, but or maybe because it's my birthday or our birthday. But like, I see the number 615, like every time, like when I look at my clock, like 615 in the evening always shows up. And I was like, I don't know if it's like a sign something's going to happen. I don't know. But I was like, yeah, so it's cool. Uh, well, yeah, thank you again for, you know, uh, spending time here and, and getting to know you and everything. Uh, is there anything else you want to shout out before we get out of here? Um, shout out to everyone watching because you guys are very important. You are love. You are light. And I hope that you guys are always safe and protected, putting good vibes and prayers over you guys. Um, shout out to all the artists out there grinding, trying to make their dreams come true, all the creatives of the world trying to do this because I know the machine is against us, but (laughs) the one who's really against us sometimes is ourselves. So let's get out of our own way and really make a change in the world with our creativity. Yeah, yeah, I agree 100%. 
Uh, well, thank you so much. Um, and then for everybody listening, thank you again for tuning in. If you love this episode, go ahead and subscribe. If you haven't already to my YouTube channel here at seven Octobers, follow Indica wave. There's her IG. I'll also share um, any of her links on the description. Um, and thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys. Yeah. <laughs>